What I want to talk to you about today is a new hope. Hope is a word that's come up in several of the songs. And uh, Tim was talking about that with regard to the Alpha course as well. I want to talk about a new hope, not any old hope. It's actually what the Bible talks about is, as a living hope. And uh, we've called this morning um, a new hope. It's not like Star Wars. Uh, you may be disappointed with that if you're a Star Wars fan, uh, but it's not about a new hope in Star Wars where, you know, there's the, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, and then you learn about, you know, the Rebel Alliance seeking to destroy the Death Star and stuff like that. Great movie, but there we go. Great series altogether. But uh, I want to talk about a living hope. And uh, it's not based on fantasy. It's based on historic stuff that happened in history. And uh, it's far more profound than Star Wars, actually. And uh, we all have hopes. It's what sets human people apart from other creatures. We have hopes, dreams, aspirations, stuff that we long for. Uh, you know, I hope I get that job. I hope she says yes. Uh, I hope that I pass that test. Uh, you know, I hope my team wins. I hope he remembers our anniversary. You know, we have hopes. And uh, the thing is about hopes is hopes can be dangerous because hopes might not happen. And we can actually get really let down when our dreams don't come through. They're a dangerous thing because hopes are usually a desire. It's something you really want. It's a dream. It's a passion. But you don't know that it's really going to come about. You can aim for it. It's good to have hopes and aspirations. But it's uncertain. And sometimes we can get really hurt. In fact, some of the greatest hurts are when unreal, unrealized dreams don't come about. It can be maybe a failed relationship. And some of you may have been through that. Really painful a loss of a job can be a time when it's like, oh, you, you wanted to progress, but actually your world seems to be falling apart. It can be battles with illness, maybe battles with infertility. You're a couple, you're wanting to have children, and it's like, oh, hope is like, it just seems to be a dangled carrot at the end of a string. The reality is most of our hopes are uncertain. They're just hopes, you know, Will the All Blacks be able to win the World Cup for a third consecutive time? I hope so, but I don't know. It's uncertain. And that's not because I think it's great. I think we can do it, but I hope so, but I don't know. You could say, well, why hope? You know, what's the point? I tell you, because we're human. And because we're human, we have hopes. It's what marks us out. It's what keeps us alive. It's what keeps us going. Hope for something else. Now, I want to talk to you about a new hope. And the Easter story, what happens, what we're going to celebrate next week, but I'm going to talk about today, it talks about two types of hope. It talks about the hopes that are shattered and get shattered, but it also talks about a new sort of hope, which is of, of a totally different order. You see, on Good Friday, hopes were shattered. What happened was this. Jesus' followers had hoped that Jesus was the Messiah. 
They'd hoped he was the answer. They'd hoped that he was the promised king, that God said he would send a king, and that through this king, you know, he hoped that they would, he would bring peace on earth, like the angels promised at his birth, if you know the carol. You know, peace on earth. They'd hoped that he was the way for us to know God, because Jesus had claimed that. They had hoped for that. They'd seen Jesus go around, and Jesus was an amazing character. If you want to know more about him, Alpha is a great place to know more about Jesus. Uh, but just to, I mean, he was an incredible guy. The teaching that he uh, brought to this planet, moral teaching, was phenomenal above everyone else's that's ever lived, every philosopher. He went around doing good. He went around healing sick people. He even raised people from the dead. I mean, Jesus was a powerhouse. He was a revelation of who God was. And his followers were really pinning their hopes on him. But then on Good Friday, what happened? Jesus gets arrested. And it's like, it doesn't look good. Jesus is arrested and hope starts to fade. As the religious leaders seem to be getting their way and they're going to destroy Jesus. Then to, to you know, progress his more. It's not only is he sort of uh, arrested, he's now sentenced and sentenced to be crucified. A cruel death, horrible death. Thousands of people were crucified in Roman times. Jesus was one of those. And so as the sentence falls and Jesus is led off to be crucified, you can imagine hope is shattered. Absolutely shattered. Then Jesus dies on the cross and he's buried. On Good Friday, Jesus is dead. It's finished. Shattered hopes. I mean, who they thought Jesus was, now they're like, what? What about the claims of Jesus? Can they really be true? What was he on about? What was his death about? Was he really who he says he was? We sang in a song, you really are who you claim you are. They were thinking, what? Is he really who he claims he is? Shattered hope. Everything they dreamed of seemed to be the end. And yet the Bible talks about a new hope. It talks about a living hope. And something happened that same uh, Easter weekend that nobody expected. Nobody expected at all. Jesus is dead. He's in the ground. Sunday morning, Easter. What happens is this. Uh, as I say, nobody expected it. Nobody believed it was going to happen at first. Mary, one of the followers of Jesus, goes to the tomb where Jesus is, is buried. The stone is rolled away. She goes in there. She's like, the body of Jesus is gone. And she sees the grave clothes all sort of folded neatly, like a, a pair of towels ready for reuse in the sort of earring cupboard. I mean, it's just neatly folded there. And she's like, what's going on? And then an angel appears to her and says, Jesus is alive. She's crying, she's distraught, she doesn't know. And then she turns around and then she sees this stranger who she thinks is a stranger until, she says, until the stranger says, Mary. And she realises this is Jesus come back to life again. She is blown away. She wasn't expecting it. She rushes off to tell the other followers of Jesus. They don't believe her. It's like crazy, that sort of thing doesn't happen. Two of them, those Peter and John, they ran to the tomb to check it out. You know, is this woman nuts? They went there and thought, amazing, there is nobody of Jesus. They didn't see Jesus at the time, but they just saw empty grave clothes and they saw an angel who said, well, Jesus said that he would come back to life again. Duh. 
I mean, no, the angel didn't say that, but I mean, you can imagine this moment, you know, Jesus said that he would. They were so shocked, they ran and told the others, they said, well, as far as we know, Jesus is alive. That very evening, they're all in a room just sort of sharing these sort of stories, and Jesus appears in the room, alive, and he shows them his wounds. He shows them, it's me, I'm alive. He has a meal with them. He talks with them. He knows, the, he knows all their doubts and fears. I was like, incredible. Nobody expected it. Jesus was alive again, so everything's changed. You know, the parameters have changed. Death is the last enemy. Most people think it's the dead, you're gone. Jesus, dead, uh, not gone, back again. Incredible. Jesus was alive again. Once more there's hope, but hope on a very different level. It's not like, oh, let's hope that he becomes the Messiah again. Let's hope that. Suddenly, a new level of hope is offered. In fact, the Bible says, and this is what Peter writes, Peter was one of the followers of Jesus, one of those who found the empty tomb. He says, praise God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, in his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. You know, so Peter's gone from no hope, lost hope, shattered hope, to actually proclaiming, he's, I've found something that is giving me life. It's not a dead hope, it's a living hope. It's incredible. This hope is set apart from others because other hopes don't necessarily come true. You, can't, you just don't know. You can't put your weight on it. In fact, the Bible says this hope is like an anchor. It's something that will hold you. It will be true to its promise. This hope is based on a moment in history. So Jesus, who claimed to be the Son of God, Jesus, who never did wrong, he died on the cross, and suddenly... Just days later, he comes back to life again. <laughs> the parameters have shifted. He demonstrates his power over death. That kind of means that now in the 21st century, we can know a living hope based on a living saviour. It's available to us. And Jesus links in that, or Peter links in that thing where we just read, he links the resurrection with the living hope. It's based on the fact Jesus is alive. So you and I... Uh, can have that living hope. I was uh, chatting to a lady recently and uh, we were just sharing about life and sharing stories and she shared some of her shattered hopes. There was a broken relationship and you can only imagine, she didn't go into details, but you can only imagine the pain of shattered hopes. And then we got talking, I don't know how the conversation got onto this, but she was talking about, oh, material things. She goes, forget that. She goes, that doesn't satisfy. There's nothing in that at all. I've done that. That's not the answer, I know that. She said, but, and then she shared her deepest hope. She said, what I really want, I really am looking for peace. That's my quest. I said, honey, you should say that. Jesus talked about being the prince of peace. He, prince, he, he said, well, my currency is peace. I can give you peace. You see, all of us are wired to have a relationship with God and to know him as his children. I was talking to another lady who says, I don't understand relationship with God. It's like being his children, and it's like him being a father to us. That's what we're wired to do, and yet, uh, you know, that's what it's meant to be. Uh, you know, but without that sense of relationship with God, there's always going to be that sense of in a turmoil or hungry for something, trying to find the answers, trying to find inner peace, trying to find unconditional love. And uh, there's going to be that hole inside of us 
The thing is, all of us have pushed gods away. We've said, look, we don't want that relationship, not interested in that relationship, not very popular these days to talk about that. We've pushed him away. We've rejected his authority in our life. We said, don't want you to be our dad. Don't want you to have any say in our life. We've pushed him away. All of us have done that. And the Bible says this, we need to be reconciled with God. We need to be. You and I, we need to get right with God. And if we don't, we'll be forever cut off from God. And then the Bible says, well, then there's no hope. The other thing, which doesn't sound like great news, but I need to tell you, is there's nothing that we can do to bridge that gap. But the message of Easter is God has done something. This is the living hope. God has done something. Peter tells us Jesus' death and resurrection gives us fresh hope, living hope, hope, hope that answers some of those big questions that Tim was talking about that Alpha helps you explore. Questions like, can I be forgiven? I mean, we've all stuffed up. Let's face it, nobody's perfect here. We've all stuffed up. We've all blown it. The hunger in our heart is, can I know forgiveness? Can I really know that? The Bible says this, in his great mercy, he's given us this living hope. Because of God's kindness. In other words, yes, you and I can be forgiven. We can be forgiven. We can have peace with God. We might not deserve God's mercy or his forgiveness, but the Bible says he's kind. So every one of us can. It's not about how good you are. It's not about how bad you are. It's about how kind God is. You know, it's about his mercy. That's what mercy means, kindness. I was parking down in town uh, a few years back. I was, wasn't used to parking in town, and I parked in an area where I got my ticket, and uh, I couldn't work out for the life of me why the ticket only went up to 4 o'clock. I just kept saying, I want to go on, so it just gave me the ticket. So I took it, great. Went off and had my meeting or meetings, and then came back to my car. There's a jolly traffic warden writing a ticket. And as I go up to my car, he's writing out a ticket, and I see a tow truck reversing to my car. I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't need that. This is my car. I'm driving away. He says, you're parked illegally. I said, I've got a ticket. He says, it's past 4 o'clock. It's a clear way. I'm like, oh, great. OK. So I said, well, look. He said, so here's your ticket. And he carries on writing. So I said, so I'll go now. No, wait, he says, you need the ticket for the tow truck as well. I'm like, what do you mean? I don't need the tow truck. <laughs> yeah, but he's had to come out. So I had to pay two fines on that day. I went away grumpy. Listen, I didn't think it was fair, but I tell you, justice was done. Justice was done because I was parked illegally. On another day, I was parked legally. This happened a few weeks ago. You know those new little numbers on the curb? You punch that in, and you pay, you get your ticket, which you can keep as a receipt, but there's no need to display it, because they'll know you've paid. <laughs> keep that ticket. <laughs> right? That's one thing you get from today, keep the ticket. Six weeks later, when we've all forgotten what we've done on the whatever it was of February, I get a, a, a letter in the post, a reminder, you haven't paid your fine. I'm thinking, what fine? 
Now, I looked at my diary and thought, oh, yep, the street they said I was parked there. I was meeting so-and-so. Yes, about the right time. Thankfully, it was a business trip, so I kept my receipt. Keep your receipt. And, um, and I looked at it, I thought, I got a ticket 15 minutes before I was clocked. And I paid round until 4.30. So I phoned up and I had to fill out an application. I had to appeal. Because justice was not done. That was unjust. <laughs> I got a letter this week, this week saying I was let off. That's not justice. The first one was justice. The second one was unjust. Now suppose, just for a moment, back to the first story. Suppose when I came back with my apologies and said to the traffic warden, I am so sorry, I did not realise, which is true. Suppose he had let me off the fine. It wouldn't be justice, that would be kindness. Justice meant that I should pay the fine. Kindness or mercy says, you deserve to pay it, but you don't have to. That's what the Bible says that Jesus has done for us. Jesus has done for us. He's paid our fine at the Easter weekend. He died on the cross for us so that we can be forgiven. So to answer that big question, can I be forgiven? Yes, because Jesus died. Another big question, can I really know God? Is it possible to know him? Someone said to me, I don't get this thing about relationship with God. How can you know him? Well, the Bible says this. He has given us new birth into a living hope. New birth, that speaks of new beginnings. Speaks of fresh hope, a fresh start, a new life. Start of a new relationship. You see, when you come to God and you receive his forgiveness, it's not just his forgiveness you get, you get a new relationship. It's like you come into his family, you can become his child. He can become like your father. And he cares for you in a deep, deep way. Yes, you can know God. The living hope is this. There's forgiveness. You can know God. You can know him as your father. Another question is, can I be sure that I will get to heaven one day? Big question. Massive question. How can I know that? Jesus promised to give us eternal life. And then he went on to explain what eternal life is. It's not sitting on a cloud for eternity. He says, no, eternal life, the life that I will give you is knowing God. So you will know God as your heavenly father now, but also the life that I give you has a quality about it that even after death you will experience this eternal life and you will forever have a relationship with God. The Bible calls it heaven. The Bible says he's given us a living hope through the resurrection. It all comes down to what happened at Easter. all comes down to the fact he died for us and then came back to life again that we would know him. The question is then, and we all need to ask this question, is like, have, uh, have I or how do I receive this living hope? How do I do that? I want to ask you a question. Have you received this living hope that Jesus is offering? The Bible says this, we need to repent. Now, the word repent sounds religious, sounds a bit odd maybe, sounds a bit old-fashioned. What it really means is this, you need to think differently about God and about yourself. You might have thought this about God and thought this about yourself. Actually, the Bible says, no, think differently. 
think differently, realize actually that we've all offended God, we've pushed him out, but actually he is kind and he's ready to have mercy on us. He's, he's ready, to be, uh, ready to receive us and to forgive us. Understand that he's offering us forgiveness. So we need to have a change of mind, if you like, a change of heart, but also we need to put our faith in Jesus. Jesus said, trust in me. So the hope that we have is this, he died for my sins and he rose again that I'd be forgiven and I could have new life. I remember a time in my life when, you know, for a long while I'd heard this stuff. I'd heard Jesus died for me and it was like, I'd heard Jesus was alive, it went over my head. And suddenly it was like, one day it was like, I need someone to forgive me. And then I realised Jesus has done that so I could be forgiven. And it changed my life. It was that day that I came to that realisation I thought differently about God and about myself. I repented. My life turned around. And I committed my life to following Jesus. I became a follower of Jesus. And that's what Jesus invites. He invites us to follow him and to receive his forgiveness. I want to ask you, have you received this living hope? That's what this Jesus is talking about. Have you done that? Because the thing is, you can receive that right now. You can receive that today. If you want to know more, you could come on Alpha, come to the first one, see if you like it, on Wednesday 3rd of, of May, see if it's for you. But it can really help you nut out some of the big questions. But I want to ask you, just as we close, in fact, is Sam around? That'd be great if we could maybe sing a song. And we'll close with the song, but I just want to put this challenge out there. Today's the day when you can get right with God. And all of us... I genuinely believe this. All of us need to come to that point where we ask that question, am I right with God? How can I know him? And the good news is, through Easter, through Jesus, we can get to know him. We can be forgiven. You can be forgiven. You can be washed clean. Listen, it doesn't matter how good you are. Some people think they're too good and don't need Jesus. Wrong. Some people think they're too bad and no way will Jesus look their way. Wrong. I want to tell you, he is so kind, he is so all-inclusive, there is no one outside of the reach of Jesus. I firmly believe that, because he's included me. And I, was, I didn't deserve it. Let's just pray, shall we? <clears throat> Father, thank you that you sent your son, Jesus. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you, it's amazing what you have done for us. And Father, I pray for everyone here who is seeking you, who's asking questions, who's, who's longing for you, who wants to know your forgiveness. Thank you, Jesus. You said, well, just come and receive it. Give me your life. Follow me and I'll forgive you and give you eternal life. Thank you. This isn't a pipe dream. We build our life on this, Lord Jesus. You're so amazing and we love you. Bless us in Jesus' name. Let's sing a song.